I am here with my co-host. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? You know, um, my buddy, um, Chris. Uh huh. Dude, he can make a cricket like, noise. He can make a cricket noise with his with his uh, just as like his throat and his tongue, and it sounds exactly like a cricket. Really? It's so funny. Cause like we'll be sitting there during like a debrief is or he, something. Can you like actually learn how to do that? Or is that just a weird? I don't know. He's, he's also an Eagle Scout. So oh. yeah. <laughs> um, he's pretty awesome. Um, knows his stuff. But yeah, anytime we'll be sitting there like, and nobody says anything, he'll start doing like the cricket noise. It's so, really funny. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It, it, he always has perfect timing and placement of it. So I don't know. Maybe we can look that up and give it a how whirl. To, how to do a cricket. cricket noise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that'd be funny to teach the boys how to do yeah. that. I don't know. Oh, especially. yeah. You could definitely see like <laughs> tripping cash. Yeah. Like, I see Otto trying to do it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, really funny. So this one. Um, yeah. So today I am going to talk to you guys about leadership. Um, I want to share three of the biggest uh, lessons um, that I've learned from, um, just developing in, into the leader that I am today. Uh, a lot of these have been, uh, through just my experiences of the business of the businesses. Um, I think the one that I've been really, really going over in my head has been, uh, American sled dogs since I am thinking am, going to reopen the gym, uh, sometime in the near, near future. So just really, you know, once I, I closed the original Americans, uh, American sled dogs, I've just been kind of going back and thinking about really some of the mistakes that I made, the lessons that I learned through those mistakes and how, if, and when I open up another American sled dogs, what I would do differently. Yeah. Um, the, and let it be known, the American sled dogs thing, that was like, we talked about in the one, um, other episode that wasn't, some people might view that as failure for us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a failure. It was the time and the season and it just, I held was, on to it a lot longer than I should just because of all, all the great memories that I had and yeah. too, but like, I really, with what you said, I really battled with thinking if I was closing it down, did that mean that I failed? Yeah, that was probably the probably the hardest part. And then whenever we sold uh, probably seventy five percent of our equipment, I actually I couldn't even be there when everybody came in to yeah. like rip the gym apart and to buy the equipment. It was just that was crazy in itself. I know yeah, I wasn't there. I, I let I let Blue take care of all that. I was like, I'm not. I don't want to be here. I don't want to see it. And but I yeah. knew it was right. Um, so um, so I want to talk about today. And I hope that this can, um, this can help you guys, any business minded people here, um, are wanting to get into business. Uh, some of the lessons that I, that I have, have learned, um, the most important lesson that I learned is hiring is huge learning and knowing, um, how to hire the right person, who that right person is. Um, that was, uh, that was huge for me because I have such a tendency of just like hiring the wrong person for the job. 
meaning I would just like to hire my friends to do a job that like, oh yeah. But it was because like I wanted to hang out with my friends and literally I, I'm not even joking. Like up until probably like a year ago, I like, I didn't have any off switch at all. Like I just worked all the time. I didn't have like a social life or friends outside of work. I just, I worked. And, um, so I'd be like, yeah, I would meet somebody. They were cool or I'd hire them or I'd hire them thinking like, oh, like we could be like really great friends. Um, and so it, it took me a lot of doing it wrong, um, with the hiring process, um, to like finally begin to get it right. Yeah. So, but what is, what does that right look like? So you were hiring, you were hiring friends, obviously you're not still hiring friends, right? But so what does that process look like now that you're hiring? You, Cause it's not like you just stopped hiring people. Right. So um, what does that look like for you now? So, so whenever I go to hire somebody, I, I basically create, um, I like to call it, you could be like an avatar, an avatar, like a scorecard of, of who it is that you're looking for. And, but you got to be able to identify the job too. And I think that I actually, I do have, um, a little bit of cross blending now for my companies, meaning like I have somebody who maybe works at like three or four different companies and not just one focal company, but I really try to avoid that. Um, why, why do you try to avoid that? Um, a couple different reasons. Cause I, I, I would think that, you know, if I had somebody who could do multiple different jobs, maybe mm -hmm. that would benefit the businesses, but I feel like you probably have learned otherwise. It, 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 it has to be the right person because what happens is, um, their, their focus will stay on one company. Um, and it, it also depends on like, are they working under somebody else, um, with each company? It, it can just be a lot. And again, it, it has to be the right person who is able to, uh, shift and under, understand the independent cultures of each company. Um, but still be able to, to blend the two and, and to be able to do both jobs or whatever that is. Um, so that can get like, from my standpoint, I think that can get confusing. What? Like for, if, if you don't have somebody who's good at separating or compartmentalizing uh -huh. separate, um, businesses like for that person, but they like seemed super enthusiastic well, about you, like you, this comes down to you also have to be able to really communicate what each role is for each job. So, you know, go, going back to the hiring process, yep. um, you know, this is why this is why it's important for me to identify if if I think about a common a common theme across um, the companies is that I was actually to envision something so clear about how I wanted the company to operate and what I wanted it to do. And that's how I've literally, I've, I've dreamt about it. I can see it in my mind. And then it comes to fruitation. What fruition. I, what is it? Fruition. Oh, it's not fruitation. <laughs> fruition. <laughs> fruition. That's all right. So, uh, what, but what I never did before is the, the leaders that I had below me, they were never a part of the equation when it came to my dreaming and my vision, I would basically like, you know, you know, pluck and 
plant, pluck and plant. I'd be like, oh yeah, like you're like, you seem awesome. I'm going to, you know, plant you right here. This is what you're going to do. Whenever I've created and developed the, the business, the businesses in the past, it was like, I knew the operations. I knew what I wanted. I knew how it looked. I saw it active, but I never was able to identify like, well, what does my staff look like? What does my team look like? Like, who are those avatars? If I'm able to build an avatar of my mind of what I want a business to look like and how I can see it running, I should be able to do that too with the people that I have below me. And I can't actually physically tell you or verbally tell you now, but I already see the gym active. I already actually see it. I have an avatar of like what I envisioned whenever we talk about if I'm going to open up the gym again. Yeah. Do you think now, um, so you have that vision, right? You have, you can see it clear as day. Do you compromise that vision to put people in those places or do you just continue to search until you find that perfect person? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's actually a really good question because what I have found comparing from like the, the past me becoming and being the leader that I am, you know, today, um, the differences are, is that you, you have to be able to share that vision with, with your, with your leader. You have to, um, it's almost like you're like looking for a unicorn at times. Um, but you have to just weigh what, like what, what's important to you. Yeah. So it, it, it is, it is worth just holding out until you find that not special, but that, that's well, someone that, that fits the mold and, that you're looking for. So I think this is when you have to, you have to be, you have to be able to identify like, like, uh, sure, I think I can teach anybody a skill, but the person, they have to have this, the core values that I'm looking for. They have to have like, I know, and this comes into create when you create your avatar, like for me, I have to have somebody that's super proactive. I have to have somebody, and this is the, and this is for me, it, this is going to be the same type of person that has these same values across all of my companies. I need to have, um, someone who's a self-starter, someone who's proactive, um, someone who has, you know, integrity. Like I don't have to be checking up on them and, and, you know, that I know that, you know, the job is going to get done. And so though the, you know, if, if somebody comes in and, um, you know, I the with the interview process, I don't have, I don't just go off like, um, like an application or even a resume. I feel like the resumes, the, yeah, they can give you information. They can give you like time and dates and, you know, when something started, when it ended, but they, they don't get to the true root of, of who the person is. And, you know, I've learned to get better at that by just having conversations and getting really curious as to, well, why did they do this? Or why did you do that? And, you know, like, well, why, like, what, why didn't you like that about your last job? And, you know, really being able to unveil some of those things, um, will start to give you a better, uh, a better understanding if this, if that's the right person for your culture and for your fit. Yeah, no, that, that's a great answer. <laughs> so that's the, um, 
So your number one is the hiring process. What's what's the next one? Number two, um, number two would be this is something else that I've really learned um, is boundaries. It's actually something that I'm being. I'm just going to be completely honest that it's still um, I still struggle with boundaries because it kind of comes back to like, I just want to be everybody's friend. Um, You have a really big heart. Yeah. I just like, I really, I like love people. Like I love to love and I love to help and I love to be, it's like, it's like whenever, it's like whenever you're in my circle, cause I don't, I've never really been the person with like a whole lot of friends. I have, you know, a handful of friends. Now I have like less than a handful of friends, but that's okay. <laughs> I have my dogs. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, they were always like my buddies. And I think that again, again, it, it depends on the, the person and the relationship that you want to have, because yeah, there are some people that you work alongside and they are like your best friends. Um, but it really just depends on, you know, I struggled with the longest time, like, you know, can I be somebody's boss and, you know, go have a beer with them? Can I be somebody's boss and, um, you know, invite him over to the house to come hang out at the beach? And, um, and I still, I still struggle with that. I think that every situation has been different. Um, but I think that it's really important. What I've learned as a a boss and a leader is that you have to set those boundaries of what's acceptable. Like this is even for yourself personally, like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Like, you know, it just, it, I think a lot of it has to be just like a personal decisions that you have as well. Like even like for your family, like, do you talk to your employees about your spouse? Do you, you know, just through conversation, do you talk to your, um, employees about, you know, like what your kids are struggling with? It just, I I think that, um, no, I think, I think you're on the right. I, I think, it's all well said. I think maybe a word too that would help define it is the maturity of um, certain worker individuals as well. Yeah, maturity too. Because it's a two-way street. Yes, you need to um, set the boundaries. Um, You need to establish those boundaries right up front, but then they also, people who work underneath you maybe need to realize to not overstep oh boundaries yeah their own Mm -hmm. the boundaries that have been set Mm -hmm. and i think that might come with a little bit of uh, more mature well honestly like every everything that i've learned and like with the leadership stuff and you know you setting boundaries or you know you know your employees knowing the about the boundaries or people that you work with it it all comes back to how you hire like if you hire like the, the right person who has like all of these you know all of the core values and and everything that you're looking for, um, you have to do less of that of like, you know, with the, with the boundaries and, um, because they're already going to be a players and they're already going to know, but, um, but how many, so my question to that would be what, how many 
you need like an A player at the, um, for example, the, the food truck? Do we need an A player at the cash register? Do you need an A player and also working the back, or is that? Well, yeah, I want I want too all much? I want all A players. Okay, I want all A, a players. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody on the team, regardless of their position have to be a players. Okay. So position doesn't matter. You no. just, you're looking for the quality of person. Yes. And, and their, their experience, um, and maturity will dictate the level of the position that they have. Okay. If that makes sense. So, no, yeah. you know, every, everybody, everybody on my team, um, they've got to be a players. And if they don't like, they'll either quit or <laughs> they'll get forced to, you know, hit the road. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think also a saying that kind of resonates probably a little bit is it, it can be quite lonely at the, at the top because of those, those boundaries. Yeah. I, you know, I've done, you know, so I, one of the biggest mistakes that I, that I had is that I don't even like calling it a mistake because I really just care about people. And that's where I had always had a really hard time about setting boundaries. And, um, you know, because I just really, truly care. I just really cared about the people and I just wanted them. I, as my friends and my family, I would have done anything for them. Um, and so that, that's kind of, you know, some of the lessons that, that I had learned is just letting people in too close to my life. Um, because then it also gets hard whenever you have to flip that switch and to be a boss. Now all of a sudden they're going to take it personally. And what I've done differently with, with my leaders that are right below me, like they know that I, that I love them, that I will literally do anything for them that I care. And that, you know, when stuff comes up with work, that it's just work, it has nothing to do with how little I, I care for them or, you know, if, you know, I don't want them to ever think that it's a personal thing, but work is work. And again, it comes, it, it, all of this comes down to hiring the right people and, and the leaders that you have working directly underneath you, you should be able to have this conversation with them and they understand. And, 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 and I talk about it all the time. And like, sometimes you do have to have really hard conversations with, with the people below you, you know, sometimes they make mistakes and you, that's expected and you want them to make mistakes, but you have to be able to have the conversation with them about the mistakes. Um, and, and for their, for them to not take it personally and to be like, Roger, check. All right. Like, this is how we're going to pivot and we're going to fix the problem. And that just ultimately breeds growth, growth and confidence in what they're doing. Yeah. I see what you're doing here. So, yeah. Letting people <laughs> kind of make their hiring the right, the A player who's not yeah. going to get we like what we like to call butt hurt. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. There's no time, no time to be butt hurt. Take right. it, take it on the chin, learn from your mistakes, move on. Don't make them again. Yeah. And something that, um, you know, people can get the, the wrong misconception is that I don't have time. I'm very direct. And, and some people think when I'm, when I am directed, that just means that like, that I, that I'm so mad or that I hate them or like, you know, not that I hate them, but, um, but I am very direct and I, but I don't have, because I am so busy and I'm constantly pivoting from like one thing to the next, I don't have time to sit here and to like really butter code things or, you know, um, I just get to the root of the problem and I fix it. Cause I don't have time to, I don't have time to beat, beat around the bush. Yeah. So. There's, 
Yeah. But you also, in the same breath, you let those um, individuals that you are short and direct with, whenever you do have a moment, you let them know how much they mean oh, to Oh, yeah, you. absolutely. That's that's really big for me. I mean, you know, they know that I'll be hard on them. They know that I have, like, high expectations for everything that we're doing. And um, I they, they know that I'm hard. and But they also know that I love them and that I care for them. And, um, you know, I, I still always make it a, a point to show gratitude every single week and tell, you know, to tell them how much I appreciate them. Um, so the third one would be, um, it would probably be communication. Um, you know, learning, learning how to communicate. And this really comes with, uh, time together. Um, knowing how each one, um, operates, I guess. It's almost like almost how they learn, how they, um, I think, I think communication is kind of like a love language. Like you have to learn, you have to learn how each one communicates and also like depending on how often you're working together. Cause they're all different. Every, yeah. Everybody, everybody learns differently. Yeah. And communicates differently. So yeah. And, and re, you know, is receptive a little bit differently. And so, you know, this is, that's something else. Like whenever we do the hiring process of, um, this is something else that I talk about. I'm like, well, how do you communicate? Like, how do you, um, how do you communicate with me? How are you like, whenever there's a problem, um, you know, how, like, how do you communicate the problem? Like, again, like, do you just kind of like keep it in and like deal with it for yourself? Like, are you like the type that you just kind of like, you like escalate really quickly when there's a problem and then like it kind of comes down when you like, you know, you hear yourself. I just want to know, like, how do you. Yeah. Are you going to solve it at your level or are you going to bug me every waking second? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It comes down to, again, it's, it's giving the leaders, uh, the, the freedom to, to make the decisions, to make decisions, um, and knowing that they can, they can learn to, they can figure it out yeah. and they can have that, that ability. Yeah. To, communicating that with them. Like, Hey, when you make a mistake, you just, you need to let me know. And then let's get through this together. Mm -hmm. That's something that I tell everybody that whenever they come on the team, I'm like, look, I want you to know that you are going to make mistakes. It's okay for you to make mistakes. Like I just, I always put out there, this was being covered at the, you know, I don't want to say the low level of like being a barista, but whenever I was bringing people in hiring them at, you know, for behind the bar and in the back of the kitchen, that was, that was every single time somebody came in, I was like, look, understand, like, I know that you're going to make mistakes. I know that you're going to mess up with a customer. I know that you're going to mess up an order. I was like, I don't care. Just own it and then let's fix it. And if we need to fix it together, we'll fix it together and make it right. Like, I think, um, you know, one of the problems that I see, especially with new people coming on is that, you know, is that they're, they're intimidated. They're afraid that they're going to make mistakes. So that limits their ability to even try or to grow or to throw new things out there. And so that's why I like to just be like, look, you are going to make mistakes. I like, it's okay to make mistakes. In fact, that's how you grow. But in the process of, of making these mistakes, like let's make it right together and just to own up to your mistake. Yeah. Don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. And don't make the same mistake twice. Like, Most certainly not three times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how you just, you know, you learn, you learn from it. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So what what were what were the three again? So it was 
Um, so for me, it's like hiring. You got to hire, learn how to hire the right person. Um, setting boundaries and making sure that your, your team understands the boundaries of what's too far, what's inappropriate. Um, you know, like, and you have to set these, you have to set these boundaries for yourself personally as well. Like what's acceptable for you. And then the third one is just, um, communication, being able to communicate, understanding how your leaders communicate, how your team communicates, um, and the expectations with communication. So those would be my three. Rock on. Yeah. I think, and to sum it all up, you just got to go out yet again. You got to go out and try, try, try and do it and mess up. How you learn. And that's how you get better. It's how you have growth. Do we have questions? Um, yeah, I got a couple here. Okay. Um, so yeah, this was a couple got so, some DMs we got from um, some people. I think this question is more so for me. And um, oh gosh, yeah. Question is what it, what is it like being with the hottest woman alive? <laughs> Am I? My I re- probably asked that question. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, is, that, is that your question? <laughs> no. no yeah. My my response is I just want to ask the woman in the room, um, what is it like being with the hottest man alive? Because, yeah, I'm. You can't ask back a question. I'm going to answer a question with my own question. No, my. I'll tell you what. I oh, are you going to answer it? Yeah, I'm going to answer Aww. it. Yeah. Uh, He's using this for brownie points for later, guys. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean I'm I am the luckiest man alive. Haven't been with you all these all these years, so mm-hmm. it's it's been a fun adventure together. And then I also have another question: Does your man train as hard as you do? And I'm going to say I train harder. So <gasps> for sure, uh, I don't. Well, I definitely kicked your butt on that run last week, but uh, yeah, we won't talk about that. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, he trains really, really hard. Like our gym is connected to American screen printing where there's like a pretty big walkway and dude, whenever he's in there squatting or deadlifting and he's like, ah, like screaming, I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's scaring the employees because <laughs> it's so loud. I'm like, oh, we can just turn up the music guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's I don't not, know. If you, he's, I swear he's not so, a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a hard trainer, though. Trains hard. Thanks. Thanks, babe. I want to start one of your programs, but I am a beginner. Help. Mm. Uh, a lot of beginners love recreating you. Uh, it can be done at home or it has like minimal equipment so you can go to the gym and do it. Um, or calisthenos is a really good one because it's a body weight program uh, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. And even though it is body weight, I've seen people uh, take a calosenos and then they'll add dumbbells where they can add dumbbells for like for walking lunges, um, weighted burpees, what have you. So a lot of versatility to that one too. But those would be my top pick for you. Nice. Okay, here's another one. Um, coolest experience we have had together as a couple, family, or unit. I like the word unit. mm Hmm. Hmm. We've had so many experiences. It's hard to pinpoint just one. Yeah. But um, together as a family, I would say was our very first time ever going on vacation. 
Which traveling was somewhere. What? Oh, the, whenever we went down the Virgin Islands, yeah, that was fun. That was like our first ever vacation together, and that was like as a family a year ago. Yeah, that where we was, actually like flew somewhere purposely for a vacation. Yeah, like it not, wasn't like to go see family or a work trip in between. Yeah. the vacation time. It, yeah, it was like legit. We had a, a Hawaiian shirts on, and we went down to the Virgin Islands. That was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Okay, and then we'll close it out with this one. What do you look forward to the most in the next year? Ooh, uh, scaling my businesses. There you go. I think that's, yeah, I'm excited. To see what's to come. Yeah. Put all these, so, put all these lessons what learned. I'm, you want to wanna know what I'm not looking forward to, though, in the next year? What? Trip driving. Oh. <laughs> because he just turned 15. That's, that's scary. Yes, that's so scary. Especially in Virginia Beach. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's one thing, like, where we grew up. You she know, get him a Tesla little, where it just drives him, like, the car just drives himself. Probably not a terrible idea. <laughs> you have zero control. I actually don't even know if that's, like, if that really does that. I, but think, I think they do. Uh, it might be. No, a, not that's like a high. Cool. That's, that's like a highway, highway thing. Yeah. yeah. Which but, um, the, getting on and off the highways here. Whew. Yeah, he's not driving highway. I'm going to put nope. a tracker on him. Anyways, nope. that's what I'm not looking forward to. But thank you guys so much for listening to um, this podcast. Make sure if you have any questions, you can DM me um, at the Reborn Pod on Instagram. And um, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's Reborn Podcast with Ironclad. I will catch you guys next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.